1: We are in our hotel room after Camp Widow has finished. What did you think? What a ride. We want to tell you guys about it. Do you want to hear about it?
0: I don't think they have a choice unless they hit stop. <laughs> they,
1: can, they can always hit stop. Just remember that. So we left on Thursday to come to Camp Widow. The Um, In the evening, and our flights got changed like 42 times before it was time for us to go, which is totally annoying, but also the state of the world right now. So we got into the airport, no problem, except for that. Our flight said that it was delayed, which was my nightmare. I was so worried because of the problems that Southwest had the week before that they were just going to cancel our flight and we were going to be scrambling.
0: But we could have driven.
1: Mel was always, that was her backup plan. But uh, we got into the airport, it said the flight was delayed by like half an hour, no big deal. We got in, we went and had dinner, we were totally relaxed, we sat in the terminal, and then we heard, Mel Shore, Anita Coyle, this is your final boarding call.
0: We were trying to figure out how to connect with all of our Widow Wives Club friends at Camp Widow, and we were ignoring everything else, and so I guess we almost missed our flight just because we love you so much.
1: And it just turns out that our flight was in fact not delayed anymore it went from delayed to undelayed which I don't know how that happens but we made it on the flight it was like the walk of shame we were the last people onto the flight it was a little stressful Anita was very stressed (laughs) and then we got here
0: we made it and we got an Uber and the guy forgot to shut the car door with all of our gear in the back so we almost lost it all (laughs) including this microphone that we're talking on right now.
1: <laughs> Obviously, we got that taken care of. And then we got to the hotel and I thought to myself, you know, we probably should have figured out what our confirmation number for the hotel was because the Camp Widow people made our reservations since we were speaking. And I went to the desk and they had no reservation for us.
0: Nope, none. We're like, you know what, though? This is kind of on brand for widow life. Like, really? Really?
1: We'll figure it out. Absolutely. So we checked under Mel's name. We checked under my name. We tried to see if they had emailed us a confirmation code, no confirmation code. We went away to sit on a bench to try and figure it out. And then I went back to talk to the guy and the manager was brilliant. And he looked for our reservation under my first name and they had misspelled my last name. So we found our, our reservation and we were able to come and get in our room and then... So, everyone, you are now speaking to Anita Cole. Mm Mm-hmm. If you need to find me, that's my alias.
0: So, we presented on the first day of the conference, which was Friday.
1: It was so exciting. Mel was super in charge boss of all of the AV stuff. We had to talk to the AV guy who was like, please leave me alone. Yep.
0: (laughs) And then he regretted it later. But... We were really excited. Our topic was redefining widowhood, and we were so excited to see a lot of people there because we thought we would only have like one person. Actually, two.
1: Yeah, we thought we'd have our Widow Wives Club members and then maybe like somebody who got lost and wandered into the wrong room because, you know, we're kind of an unknown entity to a lot of people, and uh, we had a pretty good turnout, I would say.
0: Yeah, we were surprised. We met a lot of fun new friends. About half of the audience was Widow Wives Club members that knew of us, and then the rest of them were not. And we got to know some of them, and they are so much fun. Hello, shout-out Candice, Rona, Tanya. Like, holy cow, you guys. So many friends. So many new friends.
1: And remember how I was really nervous about our presentation? Remember? Everybody remember that? It went amazingly well. We had technical difficulties. We ran out of time and it was awesome. All of it was awesome. Um, I feel like we really connected with the audience and I hope that we gave them some good information which I think we did. Yeah we tried to not be just ridiculous but mix kind of
0: normal things and helpful things with the ridiculous. So yeah I would say that all in all it
1: went well. super great feedback from the audience. We had people coming up to us throughout the weekend to tell us how much they enjoyed our presentation. And then it was way fun to get to chat and learn other people's stories. And I think we probably uh, got about 27 new Widow Wives Club members over the weekend.
0: So those of you that are already in there, please welcome the new people.
1: Yes, it's very, very exciting. We
0: had fun too, connecting with everybody that was not at Camp Widow because thank you to sunshine she started a really nice hashtag what
1: was it it was not at camp widow damn it hashtag not at camp widow damn it which was so funny you guys were so funny about that so
0: yeah thanks to everyone for putting up with all the camp widow posts i know that it was a bummer that we couldn't have
1: everybody there but hopefully at some point we'll get to
0: see many of you in the coming months and years That's sounds and eons and decades
1: <laughs> we'll be able to meet you Newsflash, though they have more than one Camp Widow. There's Camp Widow in Tampa,
0: March third to the fifth,
1: 2022, and they have a, a Camp Widow in Toronto.
0: Yes, right now I think it's
1: I think it got canceled this year because of COVID. Uh, yeah,
0: and then the next one for San Diego is actually in July of 2022 because that's when they normally have it. So it was not it's not typically this month, but
1: yes. So, so there's up. other options, and then they do a bunch of pop ups, I guess, where it's just like a day they go to different cities. Um, all over the place. And guess what? They just did one in Australia. and They did? Yes. And I hope they'll do it again because the founders, um, her new husband is Australian. And so they have connections there. So there's hope for you, all of our Australian buddies, that you too will get to be able to enjoy a Camp Widow experience.
0: Yes. And can we just talk a little bit about what Camp Widow is like? We have the schedule in front of us. And just so you all know... They they run these in blocks, and during each block of time, there are many different workshops that people can go to. And there are things for the newly widowed, recently widowed, mid-widowed,
1: late widowed? <laughs> they call them seasoned Seasoned, seasoned widows. widows. And then they also have tracks for the LGBTQ plus community... Um, survivors of suicide loss yeah they had a COVID group this year so they just they have a lot of ways to connect with people with similar experiences and we had a mixer where we were able to connect with people with similar stories to our own so I attended a very small group that was called deaths associated with the water so that was interesting to meet some other people Um, we talked about how water holds some fear for many of us now. And I talked to them about how, you know, I swim now and I had to get over kind of some of those really hard emotions because I, I spent a lot of time in the water right next to where Jason spent his final moments alive
0: like literally his last
1: breaths yes and right right by there so that was really interesting mel (laughs) mel joined a group of (laughs) of bicycle deaths because her group was too big
0: yeah there was a sudden death table and it was very very packed and i just thought this other one over here has one person i'm gonna go over there and then i asked them can i I'm an imposter for bicycle and motorcycle death. Can I come here? They're like, yeah. So shout out to all my new bike death friends that accepted me. <laughs>
1: What's that? That's such a strange sentence, but it's not strange in this in the um, context of Camp Widow because that's totally what it was like. And then I got to meet with other widows who have kids and young kids, and so that was also really cool.
0: Yeah, it was it was heartwarming and fun to see people come up to Anita that also had kids and we're just trying to get through the day There are the topics of yes i need to self-care but there are logistical issues and people do not understand that so that was really nice to see that people were finding their people there and able to commiserate about the same things and talk about the same kinds of struggles that they deal with every day and and all that so
1: did it help you i actually um you're like no no it did I'm going to be honest, I was a little bit skeptical when I went to one of the classes, which was a panel about kids and and having kids, and mostly because the panelists were like, I have one child, you know, I have two children. And I was like, girl, you know, (laughs) like you don't have anything to tell me. But And I was being kind of a jerk in my head, but actually they did say some things that I thought were really useful. And one of the things that was said um, that is funny that it just struck me the way was that they said, widowhood is not created equally. And they were talking kind of what Mel was just saying, you know, people have different situations, and it really is logistically, it's harder for some people. And it's not just kids or no kids, but some widows have very traumatic stories, or some widows, and it's not a grief comparison, it's not, it's not that. But, you know, some widows are in terrible financial situations, and they have to work three jobs just to stay afloat. You know, some, one of the women in the group had a child with down syndrome so you know you're dealing with and she had four other kids so she's dealing with a child with special needs and she's dealing with these other kids and she lived in a rural area and so it just struck me that that's really really true while we don't compare our grief we do have to give ourselves some grace when our situations are just really hard and we have to choose the most important thing and do that and and not beat ourselves up about not being able to do everything because you just can't
0: can i also say that i love to see so many people with non-traditionally colored hair like <laughs> mine there yes. like our friend jen and like so many people of all different ages we we met some of our good friends that are in their 20s and early 30s and then all the way up to my new bff dalin who i don't actually know how old she is but she yeah she's she's probably up there she was amazing and the thing that was so cool about camp widow it's like you see people wearing the lanyard so you know they're a widow and and much like you all know because you are in in the widow wives community and you know how when you meet a widow even over the internet you instantly bond it's the same like that but in person and so it's easy to talk to them you you immediately share a sisterhood or siblinghood because there of course were men there so yeah it was a really great safe space and they had a room that was a mindfulness room or a self-care room Mm -hmm. and then and then everybody here's all my dog people they had therapy dogs there it was the best Mm -hmm. also they had massages there in the lobby so they know what they're doing they really ran the event well and it was really interesting and fun for us to get to experience that and to meet a lot of new people
1: we're really hoping that they'll let us come back we're not sure though (laughs) (laughs) we got some feedback from a lady who was in the class next to ours and she was like were you that class that was laughing so much (laughs) I don't think she was mad, though. She's like, I was in the meditation class next door.
0: And so the the teacher would be like, okay, breathe in and breathe out. And let's be silent. And then all of a sudden, through the wall is our class. (laughs) So I think we interrupted
1: their mindfulness. Yeah, we did tell that to the people. We said, maybe we don't need to be next to the meditation room if we get to speak again. And they said, noted. Yes. They had lots of social activities as well. We had a ball, like an actual ball. Not like, we had a ball. Um, And Mel and I pulled out the Care Bear suits for that. And my favorite was we met a man and he was like, what are, what are, what are these? And we're like, we're the Care Bears. Deadpan. He goes, I don't have children. I don't know what those are. And like (laughs) walked away. (laughs) He was the best. He was very serious. Very stoic. Was not interested in our shenanigans.
0: It was really fun to hear how the organization started and Michelle Neff. Hernandez is amazing and it was it's amazing to see and hear what they became from what they started out as
1: absolutely and the keynote speakers and the presentations were all amazing and then when we got to the end they talked to us about the post camp widow crash um Which is a real thing, and they talked about when we go home, we've been in this environment where everybody kind of gets it, and you can talk about your dead person, and you can joke about things, and you can, you know, they were saying you can wear a shirt with the word widow on it and not feel weird, and we were like, oh, we do that all the time. Yeah, we do that every day. (laughs) (laughs) But that we're going to find out that our life, when we get back, is the same life that we left, but that we are changed, and hopefully we have a few new tools to deal with the, you know, the really difficult reality of being widowed.
0: And to those of our friends who were not married at the time of your partner's death or you are in the LGBTQ plus community and you feel like you are unseen, there were some really great topics that we were not allowed to go to because we are not in that, those communities, and they wanted those to be a safe space for members of that. But one of the ones that looked like it would be so amazing is called Invisible Bereavement. Here is the caption for the class. This workshop is for those who have lost partners who were not legally married and or whose relationships were not known or recognized by others. We will discuss the many ways that this invisible bereavement affects our grief experience and our ability to get support as we move through our grief. It will also provide a safe space for people to discuss the loss of their partner while in non-traditional relationships such as open or others. So there's really something for everyone. And I'm hopefully same-sex marriage has been legalized in all 50 states only since 2015. So I know that there are people that have been widowed before that or that still live in states right now where it's not recognized socially among certain types of people. So there's something for everyone, even if in your normal communities you don't feel seen. So this is going to be a little shorty episode today. We just wanted to let everybody know what Camp Widow is like and what it's all about. And even though we were not able to record and distribute our talk, we do have something that we have been preparing to share with you from that, and I'm so excited.
1: It's amazing. Mel did such a good job getting this all put together, and we really hope you enjoy this production of
0: What Do We Do Now? So what it is, many of you have listened to the episode of our friend Lynn Rothrock. She is one of my musician friends. She's a singer. She's a fabulous lyricist, cabaret performer, and we wanted to do a special song for our Camp Widow presentation and make it available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube, you know, all of the things. So what we have done is Lynn has created special lyrics to the song. It's originally by Peggy Lee. It's called I'm a Woman, but this is called I'm a Widow. And we have a video that goes along with it as well. So look on our Instagram, look on YouTube, and you will see that. And those of you who are subscribed to our newsletter, you'll have a link in there as well to watch the video. But we are going to play the audio from that song right now. So... If you want to buy it, go buy it. And if you don't, just listen to this podcast.
1: (laughs) Without further ado, here is I'm a Widow.
2: I can take out the garbage for the garbage truck arrives. I can shovel snow. I can chip away the ice. Can mow the grass, rake all the leaves in the fall Since my husband died, I guess I have to do it all Cause I'm a widow, W-I-D-O-W It's what I do Who can put up with in-laws, cook the meals and pay the bills Who can handle the lawyer, county clerk and deal with wills Who can pick up the pieces when it all falls into bits Who can take care of others and sisters and brothers And still not lose her wits She's a widow W-I-D-O-W It's what they do I can keep on going When life hands me the worst I can keep on breathing Though my heart just wants to burst just look at me close and you will see someone who's strong I don't know how, I'm not sure why, but somehow I'll get along Cause I'm a, a widow, W-I-D-O-W, it's what I do Yes, I'm a widow, and there ain't nothing I
0: This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow. Your person is dead. You might have kids. You might need another option. And you just want your phone to work. You want unlimited texting and service. And you want it to be like 25
1: bucks a month.